begins, guys. Thank you for listening to the Bridge to Bucktober podcast, where we talk all about them Pittsburgh Pirates and that. Today's October 31st. The Fall Classic is on fire, and it's award season. Let's get into who's taking home some hardware this year on Halloween. Let's go, Bucks. World Series is almost over. Braves took a three-run, a three-one lead Saturday night. Um, now we're recording this episode Sunday afternoon before the game, before Game Five tonight. So it's possible the World Series is already over when you guys are listening to this. It's very possible, but uh, you don't realize what it could mean for the Pirates. You know what I mean? The World Series being over. So we're going to break that down a little bit. Jake, a little less nervous in your home now with a 3-1 lead? Yeah, definitely a good vibe right now. You know, I, I said it before, and, I, and I'll say it again. Uh, Atlanta's got some legit pitching. Houston's not just deciding not to hit. They never do in the World Series. Yeah. Atlanta's just been able to shut them down. That's my dog. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, so with an ex- with the exception of Game 2, Houston, they, they scored some runs Game 2. But either way, it's been a hard-fought series and a fun one to watch. Uh, I am looking forward to the offseason for the Buccos. Uh, where does Char- Sherrington go with transactions and that? Uh, does he make a splash in free agency? Or does he just ride our guys? What about signing a veteran to bridge a gap? I know he offered a few hints for us already, but plans can alter if the right option's available. Yeah. So it should be interesting. I'm excited. Yeah, they did make the... uh, Sherrington did say that they've had dialogue with Yoshi's guys. Mm -hmm. So it is a possibility of bringing him back. We've talked about that before, so it's possible. Yeah, Yeah, and and what does the the new CBA in turn run into? You know, do we... Yeah. Do we get the DH? Do we not? You know, stuff like that. I mean, it, it all factors. Yeah, I see that. I don't know that. I don't know that whether or not we get the DH plays a big part. Uh, maybe it does, but I don't know. I still think that's an interesting topic on whether or not we do. I don't right. know that it. I don't know that it changes how they go about free agency right now. Yeah. I, especially when you already. I mean, especially if they're already having dialogue with Yoshi. Because if we end up getting a DH, that's obvious to me. Right. To me. But, yeah, it is. uh, So the World Series, if if you're a Pirates fan and you're not like a diehard baseball fan, then the World Series, you say, well, I don't really care all that much. But there are some things that are tied to that. When the World Series is over is when free agents actually become free agents. It's like the next day. It's not... It's not November 4th because the last game seven would be November 3rd if it goes there. It's not November 4th. It's the day after the World Series ends. Mm-hmm. And then you get you get five days to negotiate with those guys, and then they become free agents to anyone. But you do get, like, exclusively you get five days. And mm-hmm. so there is a little bit tied to that. Now, we only have, I think, just the three, right? We've, we've just talked about Yoshi. We've talked about... Um, I'm going to draw a blank right now, of course. 
Um, but either way, we just have the three. Yeah. Cahill. That, he's obviously one I always forget about because it's not, yeah. you know what I mean? Not that big of a deal. Yeah. So anyway, um, yeah, it's not a huge deal for us. There's also like some options. Like if Polanco is still with us, we would still have the decision on whether or not to pick up his option. If any of our guys were uh, getting or in line to get a qualified offer, mm-hmm. then that would happen in these five days. But we don't have any of that. So it's literally just we have five days to talk to Yoshi. Yeah. We'll see where the interest is one way, the other way. My guess is he's not going to sign in those five days. They're going to sit back. They're going to see. Right. They're going to see a couple things because it's not just they're going to see what other teams are offering, but maybe it's in his best interest to find out if there's going to be a DH in the National League. Yeah. Does it make a few other teams interested that maybe weren't before? Yeah. So, and I think that if you're if you're a National League team and you're going into this offseason, I think you're having conversations with guys. I think you're saying, "Hey, if we get a DH, we'd be interested." You yeah. know what I mean? It's possible. Don't know. Yeah, it's just yeah. It, it, it it's a lot. Of, there's a, it's a lot of unknown because it's not something that's normal. You know, being being that I mean, the CBA a, is coming up. You mean being that CBA is coming up and it's a very realistic possibility for the DH to come to the oh National yeah. League. It's not like sometimes they're like oh it might happen. No, it's probably not going to. You happen. think this is the time and it happens. I I, I do. I think yeah. this is the time. Yeah. I think that. With, I don't. I don't think they wanted to to implement it right after that shortened season, um, but I I think that shortened season getting a taste of full league DH was enough, and and I think that that's they're gonna waver that that way. Mm-hmm. But and then I last think... night Zach Grinky getting a base hit up the middle, <laughs> just yeah, in your face. <laughs> <laughs> He's always been a good hitter. Uh-huh. Well, it's award season. Yeah. We got a couple awards coming up this week with the Gold Gloves and the Silver Sluggers. They will be announced this week, and we actually have a little bit of action in that. Yeah. Yes, we do. Gold we Glove three. finalists, we got Stallings at catcher, Reynolds in center field, Newman, Kevin Newman at shortstop, Gold Glove finalists. So Well-deserved, I mean. Sure. That big streak with no errors, that's just not (laughs) – Yep. doesn't happen like that, especially a shortstop at a major league level. He earned it. Right. So, uh, Jacob Stallings in the National League is going up – not going up – not going up against. Uh, The the others are Yadier Molina and JT Real Muto. So, that's going to be tough. But – Sure. He put up a good year. Yeah. So, but the other two have won gold gloves, is why I say that. Yeah. They they have gold glove awards, he doesn't. But, you know, we know. We know what he did. I just don't know if yeah. you if the Pirates get that type of recognition. I just don't know. Mhm. If if Yachty would have said this is his last year, guaranteed he gets it. Yeah. And yeah, I and I I, would... I don't think that they look at it that way. Like I don't think that they say, "Well, who really does No. They're playing that game a little bit. Yeah, they do. I I mean, that's what I think. Anyway, so that's who he's uh, – that's the other two finalists, so it's going to be between them. And uh, I'm looking at I'm looking at it here, scrolling down. 
Shortstop, Brandon Crawford, and Francisco Lindor. <laughs> so, uh, once again, Newman would be the only one. Uh, I think they've had multiple. It just doesn't say right off the bat, but both of those guys are legit. Mm-hmm. And if I was voting, I think Lindor, or I think Newman had a good year. It ain't happening, man. Those right. two guys are special. I think his recognition for what he did is that's, that yep. he was the a fact finalist. that he's a finalist is good for him. Yeah, yeah, that's a good thing, and that's a that's, I mean that's always a big thing. And then Brian yeah. Reynolds, Harrison Bader, and Jackie Bradley Jr. And Bader and Reynolds, neither one have a Gold Glove. Jackie Bradley Jr. obviously regarded as one of the best in in the game right now has a Gold mm-hmm. Glove, but. If I'm picking on this, and I know that we love Brian Reynolds and he should be in the conversation, here's the deal. He's in the conversation. Right? Yeah. Harrison Bader, to me, I mean, we've we've seen the Cardinals enough this year. He was really impressive. Yeah. And if if I'm the one voting, I don't know if I don't just go for Harrison Bader now. There may be be other stat lines and whatever that's out there that, that... but the, the little piece right here says he led all National League center fielders with 15 defensive runs saved, uh, and Bradley was second with nine. So Bader led it? Yeah. And Bader also uh, led center fielders with a plus 13 outs above average, and Reynolds finished second with 10. So you got each of those guys being in a situation where they're right behind Bader, but, like, there's some distance. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I, that's what that's what has me thinking. It's it's Bader's to lose in that in that case. Like if if Bader doesn't get it, he'd have a case to say he got snubbed. Sure. The other two, I think you could say, you know, tip your cap to Bader. You know what I'm saying? It, yeah. In my opinion, and according to that, and those are only that's only two statistics. Sure. So that doesn't tell the whole story. Right. But that that's where I'm at right now. It would is, be it would be nice to to see at least one of those guys win it. Yeah, and I think with that said, the best shot is Stallings. I agree. That that's and even though I was more impressed, well, I don't know. I was gonna say I was more impressed with Reynolds, but the only reason is because I thought he was a left fielder playing center, right? Yeah. But really, no pass balls. That's insane. That's that's really. Impressive. I might be more impressed with that because of no pass balls. It, the the, the difference, no, it's not really the difference. I should, but it, but it kind of is because the the defense of Stallings wasn't talked about as much as it was with Reynolds because Reynolds was, like you it's said, hard. a left fielder playing center. Well, but it's he's hard not, though. But that's what right. That's what he, he was yeah, he's to, not. And you're not the only one to have that opinion. That's right. Well, I think the Pirates were reluctant to make that move. Yeah. But um, it's it's hard to talk about. I mean, all you had to go on was pass balls. Yeah. It used to be Gold Glove had a lot to do with how you manage the run game, but nobody steals bases anymore, so you don't have that to worry about. There's still an element of it. Yeah. But to me, base stealing should be so easy at this point because it would surprise everyone when you run. Not only that, like pitchers don't no, they don't help catchers out at all. No, well, but here's the thing: Would you, if you knew the the amount of uh, stolen base attempts? 
I'm not right. going to do that. I'm going to deliver my pitch and get the out of the plate. Yeah. Especially if they're not going to run anyway. That's true. You know what I mean? I'm not changing. Yeah. I think they should do a little bit better holding the runner on, but I, I just, I just, it's hard to argue. Yeah. So anyway, the uh, gold gloves will be announced on Tuesday. So pay attention to that. I'm sure it'll be on MLB network. I haven't looked up the schedule of when it's happening and all that stuff. I just know that it happens on that day. So yeah, they usually do it in the evening. Yeah. They'll have a deal. Seven, eight o'clock, something like that. Mm-hmm. Unless there's a World Series game on. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. I don't know what they'll do. Yeah. They'll probably still have be... it. But everybody's just going to be watching the World Series game. Yeah, because that'd be game six. Yeah. Very likely that there could be a game six. I mean, Houston's not going to go down light, even though I think no. the Braves finish it up tonight. Anyway, we'll get into that. Um, Silver Slugger is Wednesday. And we do have Brian Reynolds, as to no surprise, in that conversation. I would really like to see him get this. Yeah. They pick three, right? And it's all outfield. It doesn't go by center, left, and right kind of thing. Juan Soto, Nick Castellanos, Bryce Harper, Brian Reynolds, Adam Duvall, Jesse Winker, and Tyler O'Neill. It's a lot of good offense right there. One of those two Reds players will will, will be there. I wonder if... Winker kind of struggling down the stretch with the injury if that one kind of knocks his out. Yeah. But I just don't know because there's a lot of good numbers across that. I mean, those are – there's a lot of good numbers there. I'd like to see him get it. I I just – I really don't know. I'd like to see him get it, and as much as I'd like to see him get it, I see Soto, Harper, and Castellanos. Yeah. But I'd like to see Castellanos out and Reynolds in. But they're you know, it's yeah. one of the reasons I don't I don't get a vote. <laughs> <laughs> you want me to look up Bryce Harper right now? We can we can get an idea of the of the numbers he put up this year. I'm pretty sure he batted over three hundred this year. Well, I mean that's gonna be the question, you know what I mean? I mean yeah. uh, I don't know that Reynolds can get it over Castellanos. And the only reason I say that is because I'm a little more familiar with Castellanos. Yeah. Castellanos hit 34 homers and hit 309. Mm-hmm. And Reynolds hit 302 with 24. Now, I know those are just, that's just average. That doesn't do the whole thing. But we could do the whole thing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Matter of fact, I'm going to pull this up. And I know I that I know that this is like lot. We're pulling this up live, so this might be a little bit boring for those who are uh, <laughs> who are listening in because it's going to take some time. So you got the floor here for a second. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I, I don't think that necessarily Reynolds should win it over Castellanos. I just I'd rather not see a Reds guy win it and see a Pirates win it. That's I why, see. Where that's you're why at. I said that's, that's why I don't vote. Yeah, that's it. You know, that's what you're just but, basing it off of that. Yeah, hundred percent. That's good. Um, the only the only person th- that I named that Juan Soto is such a good hitter, but I don't know if he really if he missed too much time, if they'll hold that against him. He had enough time to be eligible for it. Like he, he didn't miss that much time, but I wonder if they take into effect how many games played. Well, I mean that's what I was saying about Winker too. 
Yeah. Who was the last Harper? Mm-hmm. I just I think Harper shut a lot of critics up this year. Yeah, yeah. So if you're looking on base, you know what I mean. Which, which, let's just scratch average. They're all over 300 of the one of the five that I pulled up, and that's probably not fair to Adam Duvall and Tyler O'Neill that I didn't put them in this. But um, Adam Duvall hit almost 40 homers too. I can only get one more guy on here. (laughs) By the way, guys, uh, using StatHead from Baseball Reference, it's awesome. This player comparison tool is really cool because like you can line up six guys pick the year 2021 and just go ham on looking at all their different things so soto had the best batting average with 313 but he also had the best the best on base percentage uh adam duvall hit 228 with an on base of 281 yes yes he had 38 homers but i'm I'm sorry a ton of rbis but yeah yeah but you know how that no yeah that's i'm agreeing with you yeah rbis are a hard a hard number when he's, I mean, Adam Duvall has 71 runs created and everybody else is well over 100 aside from Winker. And then you're talking about Winker playing in uh, 110 games. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Which is why I think Winker's going to have a hard time with his numbers too. Um, who was the last one? Tyler O'Neill. Let me get his 2021 up there. Tyler O'Neill. On base at 352. So he's still the sixth of the, like, that's, you know what I'm saying? Like, he, everybody yeah. else is still above that. With Castellanos at 362, Reynolds at 390, Winker at 394 in a lot less games, but Harper 429, Soto 465. That's ridiculous. Yeah. But Castellanos is second in slugging behind Harper. How many games did uh, Soto play? Because I know he was hurt a lot. No, he played 151. That's really? what I was kind of wondering. Like, I didn't know he missed time. I thought he missed, like, a lot of time early on. No. He didn't hit home runs early on. <laughs> but he was he was hitting, like, over 350 for a long time. Hmm. Anyway, uh, you know, if you look at some of these, you know, runs created, I mean, it's Harper, Soto, Reynolds are the top three. 134, 129, 117. You know what I mean? Like those. Yeah. That's a good. You can look at things like RBIs, but if you don't got people on base, Reynolds is still third in that. You know what I'm saying? So you talk right. Some different. Um, I don't think they do. Yeah, Baseball Reference. You know, looking at some of these other ones. If you look at where's the where's the WAR here? Because you know that that's going to be one of the first stats. Actually, I don't know that you. I think you just want to look at, like, offensive war, right? Right, right. But I don't see they where that is. Do so. offensive war? Yeah, there's... war was just a general... No, there's... Uh, off, there is offensive war. It just... It's everything except for fielding. And Juan Soto is a 6.8 in that. Now, fielding in his, in his world, it increases. But, like, if you look at Bryce Harper, who has a 6.5 offensive war, his war is 5.9 because his defensive is a minus 1.2. You know what I mean? Yeah. Brian Reynolds is a minus 0.3 defensive. Tyler O'Neill's increases by 0.6. So if you're ju- if you look at the war which is uh kind of like a combined thing and I don't I don't think it actually increases by that amount. Actually it might. No. 
because Reynolds is a 6.5 offensive war and a 6 war, but his defensive war is just a minus 0.3. So it's kind of it's a little bit different. Yeah. But either way, even in war, Tyler O'Neill jumps up because of his defense and Bryce Harper drops down. But if you're just looking at that offense, I mean Bryce Harper, or I mean Brian Reynolds is right there, man. He's yeah. top three in almost every one of these. Now, every once in a while, Harper jumps up. Every once in a while, Castellanos jumps up. Every, but Reynolds and Soto are consistently in the top three in all of these things. Now, until I click on home runs, and then Brian Reynolds is fifth, right? Because you got 35, and then uh, homers for Harper, and then Castellanos and O'Neill both had 34. Which I think goes a long way for the Silver Slugger Award. I don't know. Now, maybe I'm No, it of- does. I mean, home runs are going to. Yeah. I, that's a offensive statistic. Now, yeah. when you throw doubles in, O'Neill drops down a little bit. Reynolds comes up to the number three spot. But Jesse Winker in 110 games had the same amount of home runs that Reynolds hit in 159. Didn't Reynolds lead all of baseball in triples? Yeah, I think there was a few of them tied with eight. But he had eight, and he's and he's tied in that. I don't know, like Silver Slugger, they don't really take into consideration things like stolen bases and things like that, so no, that's a little bit different. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. I think he has a legitimate shot to be there. I do too. But I think it's, I think if you say, it, this is my opinion, and I don't know, some of these, I think Adam Duvall's out. I think that some of the offense just wasn't there. I think he's yeah. out. Because if you value his home runs, then you're going to value the other the the guys that do that and hit home runs, right? You know what I mean. But I think that Duvall's out, and I think that I think Winker. I don't know. I think Winker because the 110 games. I don't know though. I mean, he's right there. He has a yeah. shot. Tyler O'Neill really could have a shot. He's got good numbers. He's got mm-hmm. the power numbers. I just, I just, I agree with you though. I don't think you can win a silver slugger batting two twenty eight, or the on base. You know what I'm saying? Like if you hit yeah. two twenty eight, but you have a good on base, to me it's the same. No, not for silver slugger. I get, I, gotta I hit, get what you you're gotta saying. You got to hit your way on base. Uh, I get what you're saying. You, you could make the argument. Now, like I said, I'm not looking in depth, Adam Duvall. This is an Adam Duvall pod, so I'm not going to try to do, right. <laughs> try to do that. But yeah, I mean, you could probably you could probably create a case. I just think with the class that you're up against right now, you're not going to get it. Yeah, you know what I mean. I think if if you if those numbers were better, if he hit 228 but at 50 homers, or even 45, if it was that much different, and your on base percentage was up over 310 with those other numbers, and then you're going to look at runs created, you're going to look at, you know what I mean, you're going to look at slugging and and all of that combined, you could still have numbers that match. I mean, you just look at OPS in general, and if you have a good on base with a low average, but you have a good on base, and you have a good slugging, you're still going to be right in line with a lot of these guys. So I think there's a way. I just don't think there's a way for Adam Duvall right now. (laughs) Not in this class. I, again, I just I don't think there's a way. I just don't think you can reward somebody for batting 228. I think that so you're you're saying you wouldn't give them a vote. You know what I mean? No, I would. That's basically what you're saying because I think it can happen. Yeah. I think there are people out there who will 
there are people out there who value the batting average so little that it doesn't even, they're not even looking at, when they're looking at the numbers across the board, they're not even looking at it. Right. You know what I mean? So that's just, that's just one of the things. But either way, I, and I'm not, I don't, I'm not agreeing or disagreeing with you I'm, at this point. <laughs> All I'm saying is, yeah. I don't think he has a shot this year, but I wouldn't write off another player down the line getting a shot with a low batting average. Yeah. That's all. If everything else was so overwhelming, you know what I mean? I just think if everything else was so overwhelming, he wouldn't be batting 228. I, yeah, I get it. I get what (laughs) you're saying. I I, I just, but he was a good player. Yeah. He provided value for his teams, teams, right? Teams. Yeah. (laughs) Teams. Anyway, Wednesday, Silver Slugger. Then, you know, we'll see if we're right. Pick three right now just to do it. I'll tell you what, let's let's pick all the way down. We'll just do National League because it doesn't, you know what I mean? Yeah. First base, Freeman, Votto, Goldschmidt, Muncie. Who gets the Silver Slugger? Freeman. Okay, I'll go. Yeah, I'm going to go Freeman. <laughs> I'm going to go <laughs> Freddie Freeman. Second base, Albies, India, Cronenworth, Turner. Justin Turner? Second base? Trey Turner? It says Justin Turner. That's weird. Yeah. Um, I'm going, uh, oh, I just drew a blank. Yep. Here's the second name you just said. Albies, India. India, Cronenworth, Turner. I think India. I think India takes it. Dang it. Yeah, I was going to say India year. to disagree with you. We'll go India. Third base, Austin Riley, Manny Machado, Nolan Arenado, Patrick Wisdom. Riley blew yeah. up. It's, yeah, it's Riley for me. <laughs> uh, Tatis, Brandon Crawford, Trey Turner, Willie, Ad- uh, Willie Adamas, which Willie Adamas is sneaky. I'm but gonna, he did I'm half of his this. year in, in the American League. I'm going to say this just to be wrong, but Trey Turner. Okay, it's Tatis. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's going to be Tatis. All right, then here's your three. Pick your three in the outfield. I tell you what, after looking into that a little bit, I'm going to I'm going to say Soto, Castellanos and and Reynolds. I'll go Soto, Harper, Reynolds because we both want Reynolds in. Yeah. Catcher Posey, Will Smith, Real Muto and Omar Narvaez. Getting mm. a nod here. I'm going Posey. I think Buster Posey gets yep. back on top. I think so too. I think he had a great year. Mhm. That was oh, and and because we don't have a DH we got Marquez from Colorado, Freed from Atlanta, DeGrom from the Mets, and Bumgarner from Arizona. I don't really care, DeGrom. Yeah, <laughs> I'll say Bumgarner just to be different. There you go. There. We'll have to listen back at this for next week. and <laughs> So nobody cares except for me and you whether we were right or wrong on this. <laughs> gold gloves, you want to go through those real quick, National League gold gloves? Let's give it to – I'm giving it to Stallings because I it's – I want to. Same. Oh, okay. Freeman, Goldschmidt, or Muncie? Look, same names, dude. I mean, superstars yeah. at first base. <laughs> I haven't looked into any of the numbers. No, though. no same numbers Freddy, at all. Just because. All right. Muncie doesn't have one. I'll go Muncie. <laughs> all, uh, second base, Albies, Edmund, or Colton Wong? Colton Wong. Colton Wong. Yeah, he's won, three, he's won two straight. Going mm-hmm. for his third straight. Um, I mean, he's just... He's so good. Mm-hmm. All right, third base, Arenado, Machado, Ryan McMahon. I will say this because I know that we want like where's where's Key Brian? Not enough, not enough games. Yeah, 
So that's Arenado. All. Yeah, it's it's Arenado. It better be Arenado yes. because we want Hayes to be the one to knock him off. Yes. All right. Uh, shortstop Crawford, Lindor, Newman. Crawford. Yeah, I think I will go Crawford. Yeah. Yeah. Left field, Tyler O'Neill, David Peralta, A.J. Pollock. I have no idea. <laughs> I think O'Neill gets two in a row. Uh, Harrison Bader, yeah. Brian Reynolds, Jackie Bradley. It's Bader for me. Reynolds. Take a sweep, Reynolds. All right. And right field, Mookie Betts, Adam Duvall, Mike Estremski. Mookie Betts. Yeah, me too. I'm at Mookie too. All right, that's fun. We'll see how they go. Tuesday and Wednesday, gold glove, silver slugger. It's fun times. Maybe the Pirates will take home a little hardware. Never know. Never know. All right. So that gets us in. There's some other awards a little more specific to us. Mm-hmm. Right? Not the major league team, but there will be some names here that we like to hear. Sorry, bump my mic. Um, the Pirates announced their organizational awards, for their minor league awards. And we'll, let's just go down through them. Staff of the Year Award, Greensboro, for the Greensboro Grasshoppers. Um, they finished with the second-best record in high East. They get the nod for that. Some of these are not very, like, oh, that's really cool. I mean, it's really cool for them. This next one's cool. Okay. Danny Murtaugh, Coach of the Year. What do you got? Joel Hanrahan. Joel Hanrahan. Do we have one for him? Can we get one for him? Oh, all right. We haven't done this in a while. We haven't done it in a while. He's. I, I was reading a little thing on him today, and uh, just on. I, I think it was came up on the Pirates website thing, and it, it was just talking about how he wants to be back in the majors as a coach. Yeah. He said it's been fun working with these kids and getting kids to the majors. He's he been said, what four years? He's been coaching so. for the Pirates, like in the Pirates yeah. organization, I think. Something like that. Something like that. But he had mentioned that he wanted to make it back to the majors as a coach, and I was like, "Oh, you know, who's going to give him the option?" But then, and he said, "There's a lot of guys in Pittsburgh that I'd like to work with." Oh yeah, I was like, nice. So it's not even like he's just looking for an opportunity to coach at the big league level. He wants to coach in Pittsburgh. Yeah, I bet that there's a lot to that though, like of just saying things that obviously like there's going to be some openings. Yeah, I don't know if there's any pitching wise right now, but never know. Yeah. Kudos to you, man. Him, I wouldn't mind seeing him in a, in a Pittsburgh uniform again. I'll Hammer time. That. It's it's going to be a much yeah. bigger jersey than it was when he was playing. <laughs> much bigger. Doug will be wearing the man. same jersey. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hammer time. All right. Manny Sanguian, teammates of the year. So here we go. Here's where we start hearing some of these players. Where do you want to do this? Go bottom to top, top to bottom. I think I have them in a weird order. I think I have them in alphabetical order, first name. Let's go bottom to top. Logan Hoffman and Bradenton. Logan Hoffman is a pitcher from Canada. Played in Bradenton this year. Numbers, uh, what's that? Okay, 359, 22 games, uh, 82 innings. He only, oh no, he started 13 games, but he pitched in 22. Okay, not bad. I'll say this, though. This is teammate of the year, so numbers maybe just don't even matter here. Aaron Shackelford, yeah. Aaron Shackelford, first, second, third, or first first and third, I thought, most of the time. It actually is enlisted for second as well. 2021 looks like, yeah, DH, third base, second base, first base. 
uh, 24 years old, high A, so kind of like old for that. Right. Not yeah. old, old, but you know what I mean? Yeah. He's there. He's high A. It's He's a little older than most of them in high A. But he hit 290 on base, 22 homers. 210 batting average. You like that? Not not a big fan. No. 290 on base. I mean, and that's what I'm not a big fan of 290 on base. No. You know what I mean? But either way, uh, he's a good teammate. Kudos to you, Shackelford. Like the name, too. A little rusty Shackelford action. <laughs> Double A was Josh Bissonette, which is listed at six foot, but I don't think he's six foot tall. We saw him in, a, in Akron that day. I just remember him looking really short, but apparently he's not. Also yeah. 24 years old. Uh, college guy, went to Baylor, played four years. This is really his first uh, like he had a rookie season in 2019 and then 2020. So, I mean, numbers are just kind of unimportant to teammate of the year, right? He hit one home right. run. He's a little guy. He played all over the place when when Castro was getting called up and Cruz was hurt. You know what I mean? They were moving guys around a lot. Uh, Jihuan Bay ended up in center field quite a bit. So there was just a lot. He moved around, played a lot of places, and – that's probably where he gets that nod. And Bly Madris in uh, in AAA, who actually here's your here's your example right here. Uh, no, never mind. That was a ten game. I looked at I looked at the Altoona one. He only played ten games in Altoona. He hit one ninety two, but his on base was three sixty four. But that's only ten games. So no, but yeah. in in AAA, two seventy two, three fifty two on base, hit nine homers. He's actually had a decent year. He's 25 years old, AAA, Bly Madras, teammate of the year. Good on you. I like that because I like to know, like, I'm a guy, like, I'm a I'm a character guy. Yeah. You know what I mean? I like I like character. Mm-hmm. But anyway, I assume that plays. The uh, Stargell. Yeah, 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 yeah. The Stargell Slugger of the Year. You got, I mean, is this a surprise to anybody? No. O'Neill Cruz. Um. Altoona and Indianapolis, um, and Pittsburgh. But this is minor league kind of thing, so his home run that he hit at the majors doesn't really play. 17 homers, 310 average, 375 on base. Great year. Yeah. And got his way all the way to Pittsburgh. O'Neill Cruz, we all, I mean, there's no – we've talked a lot about O'Neill Cruz, so. <laughs> yeah. I don't. I don't mean to just, you know – brush you know hey kudos but really it, we're not surprised right however kenta colby reliever of the year emmanuel mejia relief pitcher in greensboro uh 22 years old now he pitched it says greensboro i have greensboro written here but he spent probably most of the time in bradenton and moved up so overall with the two teams together 232, oh, no, 042 ERA in yeah. 20, tw- finished 24 games, nine saves, five and two record. Eight of those saves were in Bradenton. Looked like he wasn't really saving games when he moved up. But, um, yeah, nasty stuff it looks like. Yeah, solid, solid year. 42 innings, 53 strikeouts, 42 and two-thirds, 53 strikeouts, 27 walks. Emmanuel Mejia. I'd imagine going to Altoona next year or maybe starting off in Greensboro going to Altoona. He's 22, so 
realistic to see him in Altoona right away. Mm-hmm. But gets a little nod there, reliever of the year for the Pirates. Omar Moreno, base runner of the year. Lolo Sanchez, 30 stolen bases. Third straight year with 30 stolen bases. I mean, he's just absolutely fast. Lolo's yeah. an interesting player to me. I think he's one of the guys that we talked about. It's Rule 5 eligible. He's been Rule 5 eligible, but made like a huge difference. And this is actually a really good example of what we're talking about, average versus versus on base, because you're saying in 2019, in 52 games, um, now he played, he played in 113 games, but in, I'm trying to look at this, in 61 games is the one, so 131, yeah. In 61 games in Greensboro, now, to be fair, Greensboro was low A in 2019. Now it's high A. They did that whole flip-flop. But either way, he hit 301 with a 377 on base, and and he had four home runs. This year, he hit 264, but he had a 372 on base, which is only five points different. So his batting average dropped by 35 points, but he was only five points different. His His slugging went up. Right, his slugging went mm-hmm. from 451 to 453, so barely, but it went up. But which one, you, which guy are you taking? The 301, 377, or the 264, 372? Because the second one, he has 17 home runs. Right, and 260 is not bad. Fair. I see what you're doing. I see where you're going with that. <laughs> but I'm just saying there is a difference. Like to me, I will take the 260 every time. You know yeah, what I mean? If it's going to do more damage. If he's going to do more damage and he's on base, basically the same amount. Yeah. Get on base. I don't care if you hit on or you get on from a walk. You're on base. And that's and that's that's absolutely fine. Like I'm on board with that theory. I just don't think a guy like that can win a silver slugger. And not 264 is not can. bad. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah, yeah absolutely it can. But So if you're but you're looking average, at one guy, I mean, he made huge strides mm-hmm. from one season to the next. You know he might I mean? have had a bad batting average on balls didn't play too. He might have just been super unlucky as well. Fair with the batting with the batting average, you know. Right. Yeah. I mean, obviously, not digging into that for. Right. Yeah. No. no. But, but I'm yeah, just that's saying, a good like, point. I just, I just don't feel like. Lolo Sanchez, though. First off, yeah. like his name is Kevin Brian Sanchez. <laughs> 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 I didn't know that. Anyway. Uh, he's a guy that might find his way back on the 40 man roster because he's, he, he, you know, changed a lot. Bill Mazeroski, defender of the year, Greensboro again, Jared Triolo, um, third base kind of has him kind of bouncing around, but hit 304 this year. Is that right? 304, 369 on base, 15 homers, Jared Triolo. Might want to remember that name a little bit. Yeah, they, they talked about him a lot this year. Yeah, 23 years old, Good high A. He'll be moving up. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bob Friend, pitcher of the year. Bradenton, Adrian Florencio. Nasty. 22, just his second year. He he only he pitched in 11 games in, in, in 2019. 246 ERA in 19 starts. Let me see, 95 innings, 117 strikeouts. 30 walks. Nasty. Yeah. And the player of the year, the Honus Wagner player of the year, Matt Frazier. We talked about him absolutely demolishing baseballs in Greensboro, then getting a call up to Altoona. 
And basically it was everybody's uh, everybody's thing this year to say, Matt Frazier needs more attention. Well, Matt Frazier's getting more attention. Yeah. And I think he will. He played center field well and hit the crap out of the ball. Uh, let's see the numbers here. I'm just going to look at the two combined. How old is he? He's 23 this year. And he, he Greensboro, he's like 23. He's kind of right there, but then moved up to Altoona. Um, and really the numbers aren't – the numbers are, are ridiculous in Greensboro. 314 with a 401 on base with 20 home runs. Um, but then he, he went up and he still hit 288 with a 356 on base, three home runs in just 37 games. And it was a it was slow. He had to make an adjustment. He made an adjustment and then hit really well again. So impressive year for Matt Look Frazier. For him to start out Altoona next year, maybe get up to triple A. Yeah, with I mean, where he's at age wise, yeah, he's absolutely got a possibility to do that. Chances are he he stays the whole year there, but who knows with the way Sherrington was was aggressive in uh in moving guys up, it's possible mm-hmm. that he continues that trend with him. So kudos to all you guys. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. All the awards, all that good stuff. About wrapping it up here. World Series. Let's let's uh I know we kind of broke it down a little bit already with the World Series, but we don't know. The game's still tonight. Game five, it's possible. Um, either the Braves are the champs or Houston pushed to game six and they can move it to hit it made park. <laughs> no, wait. Hit it. You get. You, you see what it hit I it made. Like, I'm going to hit it and I have a made to tell me what the pitch is. Yeah. Oh, that's not where I thought you yeah. just thought it was a good hitting ballpark. It is also that, but actually I was going one step further calling them cheated. Yeah. I'm just kidding. They did say that that Houston's looking for a camera guy for the last two games. I'm just kidding. Jeez. I'm just kidding. Listen, <laughs> I'm I'm leaning into it. It's not even a thing for me right now. Um, there are there are opinions about that, mm. but for the I mean they're not they're they're not cheating, right? right? They're not cheating now. I'm pretty sure there's a Hawkeye on them. You know what I mean? Right. It's not happening. Anyway, um, and. Uh, for Kyle Tucker and Jordan Alvarez, those dudes are studs. Oh, Kyle Tucker's unbelievable in the postseason this year. I mean, the kid's just good, though. Even even though, well, yeah, he's good. But for a guy, he's he's not technically, he's not a rookie, but if for a young player like that to get into the playoffs and just explode, kudos, man. Even with their whole team hasn't been hitting, and he has. How, okay, so I know you're, I know We've had enough conversations about starting pitching. Mm-hmm. How painful has this World Series been for you? It's rough. <laughs> and the Braves, who's starting for the Braves tonight? I, I uh, got Tucker Davidson. I got to admit, I don't know who that is. He's a rookie. I he's, he's had to throw him on. I mean, they start naming uh, these guys who are starting, and I'm like, he's who? He's thrown well for him. He he's thrown thrown some games for him this year, just not very many. Uh, I think he was Kyle Wright was really good last last night, and I got I got to ask this question: Why not? Why doesn't he just start the game? I, I don't Kyle understand. Wright. You knew, uh, yeah, I don't know. You knew Kyle Wright was your starter. You knew he wasn't pitching the first inning, but he was going to go out there in the second inning. The plan was the second inning, right? Well, why did they do that with Urias for LA? That's what I'm saying. Well, you're asking the same question. Yeah, and I'm there, exactly. and I'm asking the same question: Why not? Yeah. 
I don't understand the idea of just. I don't get it. You you and and they they like made this thing where they didn't even tell him he was going to start till he showed up. Uh, what's his face that started? And it's like, well, why why? First career start in the World Series. Like, what are you doing to him? Yeah, I actually felt bad for him. Like, how so did you expect watching, he was going to do? Yeah, I was watching uh, High Heat just a little bit ago before I got jumped on here, and and they were talking to uh, uh, Mad Dog was talking to Alana Rizzo. And she she put it like, uh, by the way, you're going to get your first career start in the World Series. Good luck. Yeah. What do you expect? <laughs> I mean, like, yeah. Like, now, they're on, not alone. Are... This is not a this is not a manager making poor decisions in, in the no. ways that we could say, because this is this is common right now. Yeah, it's a trend. And so I like that word, because when you say trend, you're in. Uh, you're, you're throwing that uh, in, insistence that it will go away, right? Mm-hmm. I like that. I don't know if it will. I don't know if it won't. You know what I mean? I, I'm just I saying. I think it's something that's okay. I think it's something that is okay in the regular season. Which I is, don't like it. I, which is interesting that you say that because even last week you were saying that you, you expect less out of your pitchers in the postseason than you do. I, I get less innings. Yeah, I get the start. hey, I'm gonna take this guy out, uh, Ian, uh, Ian, right, Ian Anderson. Ian Anderson, yeah. I drew a blank right there. Oh, because I was trying to say Nick Anderson. Anyway, Ian Anderson goes five innings, hasn't given up a hit. They take him out, and everybody says this is garbage. I do understand saying he's at 76 pitches. He's not gonna throw nine innings. Right. That's a fair argument. But then there's also the argument that he was like he wasn't really on. Right, he didn't throw a ton of strikes. Well, and 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 you're in the World Series, and and the reason I say I don't expect as expect as many innings out of my starter, if he throws eight innings, he's got to have four days off. You're not bringing him back on short rest to start. If he throws four innings and in eighty five pitches, or eight innings and in seventy three pitches, right? But but you know, and, and pitch counts a thing at that point. Mm-hmm. But I just I expect less because I want them to throw a little, few less pitches because in the regular season your pitch count is what it is. It's I, I don't think it's absolutely crucial. A lot of people do. I'm not saying they're wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, but in, in, when you're in the playoffs and you're playing a seven game series, you need that pitcher to pitch on a little bit shorter rest. Right. You're, you're going from a five man rotation to a four man rotation. In this case, three man rotation. In this case. Six man rotation because we don't know who in the world we're starting. True, but you know, and so so, and not only do I lessen the load because I need him to come back sooner, I lessen his load because every pitch is more important. Yeah, every pitch that you pitch in the World Series, every pitch you throw is a high stress pitch. Right. Whether there's nobody on or there's bases loaded, every pitch matters. Yeah, it, it's still it's still. I just don't understand it yet. Right. I don't know how that helps. If you're planning on putting a guy out there in the second inning, and then he has to come in and bail a guy out in the first inning, and then you're okay with the fact that he just goes four more? Yeah. Why? Why not just start him? Right. And and here's the thing. I'm not saying that this is a dumb decision. I'm just questioning it. I'm yeah. just saying I'm not there yet. I don't understand that that thought. Mm-hmm. And I haven't heard a good argument on why that's a great idea. Right. Mostly no, because agree. mostly because the people who think it's a great idea 
aren't on TV. Because <laughs> all the guys yeah. on TV are like, this is dumb. You know what I mean? <laughs> so I don't, yeah. there's just a part of that that I don't get. And I'm not saying that it's, I'm not saying that I even disagree with it because I'll say that over and over again that, well, I'm, I'm a, I'm a computer nerd in ways. You know what I mean? <laughs> I do a lot in my, in my work with numbers and data and stuff like that. So I'm all about it. There just has to be, I'm also kind of a, uh, old school baseball fan too. You know what I mean? Yeah. I like the national league. I like strategy. I like that stuff. So not that, not that numbers changes that. There's just a lot that I don't, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I, I, I pulled it up real quick. Cause he has thrown, he started four games this year. Tucker Davidson did, uh, through 20 innings, 18 strikeouts and eight walks at the major leagues, at the major league level, okay. 360 ERA. The big uh, thing AAA. when you get here is Charlie Morton would be starting. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. In Gwinnett, he had a 1.17 ERA this yeah. year. So he's good. Yeah. Um, but It'd be like Ronzi Contreras getting an opportunity next yeah. year at the end. Of, you know what I mean? Something like that. Yeah. I mean, I'm not I'm not meaning Ronzi Contreras is that good right now. I mean, for Braves fans, they were they already knew about this guy. They already expected him to be here. Wondering when he's going to get here. Kind of like we are with guys like Rosie Contreras. Right. You know? Yeah. So my question real quick before we get finish this up is the decision, and I, and I want your take on this because you were a switch hitter. Oh. The decision for Albies mm-hmm. to bat right-handed against Grinky, a yeah. right-handed pitcher. Yeah. I Blew my mind. It's not rare. Like, it's not rare for a guy to – to do that, but usually there's a specific reason. Neil Walker always hit right-handed against right-handed knuckleballers. You know what I mean? But that seems to make a little more sense because now yeah. you're talking about a knuckleball. There, right. That's a huge difference. I, Zach Grinke might throw not as hard, but Grinke's pretty tough against a lefty too, and maybe that's... And that's that. That's what they said. Me, personally, you know? I wasn't as good of a hitter as, as Albies, so... Sure, obviously, but, but still, I would have always wanted to be opposite. Yeah, and I just don't know. I don't know what would have gotten me to now. And I had a couple years where I didn't switch hit that I only hit left-handed, and I never went up against a lefty that I thought I'd go left. I that I didn't think, man, I wish I could hit right-handed. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I always wanted to hit right-handed. But I had I had a couple coaches who said I'm not giving you double the time in the in the batting cage. You're hitting one way, and so I that's what I did. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, but if it was, I guess if I was going to make a choice on that, it would have been I'll hit left-handed against somebody who throws really hard because my bat speed was better left-handed. Yeah. So that would have been my only reason to say I'll go lefty against the lefty is if I felt like. I couldn't catch up to him right-handed. You know what I mean? Yeah. and But so, I still can't imagine doing that. So, like, I, when I look when I look at it, I'm, I'm thinking to myself, it's it's crazy to me to, to make that decision in the World Series and in that important of a game to just be like, you know what, I'm going to go ahead and bat right-handed against this right-handed pitcher. Yeah. That's like it, – it, it is it crazy my, because – It just blew my mind. When it happens that way, like I said – I could see it happening the other way more often than it that way. Like even when Neil Walker would say, I'm going to hit right-handed against this knuckleballer, 
And I, to me, I always think, well, that's weird because you don't hit right-handed as much as you hit left-handed. So if anything, mm-hmm. I would think that you would say, hey, this guy, I'm going to go ahead and hit left-handed against him even though he's a lefty because I'm so comfortable hitting left-handed. Yeah. I mean, I guess it goes to show that he's super comfortable hitting right-handed. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I guess that's a good sign for him. I don't know. I Did, did you think about it? Yeah, I was like, that's. I mean, I thought it was interesting. Yeah. But I, I don't know. It like took me a second. Like he he was up to bat, and it's not like, like he's. Right, it's it not right like he, he throws out. that slow. Like he's still hitting ninety. So it's That's not a it's not a velocity. Yeah, I mean he was hitting ninety yeah. most of the game. I mean most of the game he only threw four I was, innings. I was watching a lot of it on my phone last night, so I didn't. Yeah, but um, he but screams yeah, it just, it, when he, huh? He screams when he throws the pitch. <laughs> uh yeah, it, when I saw him, when I saw him swing at the the high and out way pitch and struck out, it like hit me. I was like, "Wait a minute!" Yeah, that was Albies. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's different for sure. Uh, it must have something to do with the way that his stuff breaks, and maybe he's had no luck against him. I don't. I don't really think that's it. I think it was more of a confidence move. Like he thought he had a better chance. Yeah, I mean, he, he obviously thought he had a better chance. True. He's just wondering. Yeah. I'd like to, I'd I'd like to hear his take on that. Yeah, I don't know if anybody had asked him. Yeah, I don't remember the dialogue around it. I remember them saying it, and I I was kind of like, oh, okay, but I don't I don't remember like a specific conversation about it. But yeah, it'll come up anyway. Yeah, it'll come up at some point. But Grinky, I don't know, man. When Houston didn't have McCallers, but the, then again, I don't even know. Your brain says. Oh, you're missing starters. You're at a disadvantage, where like your brain defaults to that. But really, mm-hmm. what we're learning is maybe we. I mean, it takes a whole pitching staff in the World Series, and even more so now than it ever did. Yeah, for sure. Because there's there's just a lot less. I mean, relievers are as important as starters, a hundred percent at this point. Yeah. So. Easton behind you, he's into it, man. Yeah, he's been all over it tonight. <laughs> all right, well, that's it. So, uh, Braves tonight, or do they go back to Houston? I know you I know you think the Braves are winning it. it I mean, it's with a 3-1 lead. I think most people do now. <laughs> yeah. But you think it's tonight, or you think they have to go back? Well, if my prediction is to be true, then they'll go back to Houston for one more. That's right. But I'd like to see them win it in front of the home crowd. Yeah, I mean, that's obvious. I think if Always. anybody, yeah, anybody would want that. Um, the numbers on, now this is different because they're not the bottom, but the numbers on teams that aren't in the top who end up winning the World Series, right? Mm-hmm. It doesn't go to the best team. It goes to the hottest team. I say yeah. it every year. The World Series is not our opportunity to find out who the best team is this year. It's not. Right. The World Series is see who can win a championship. And that doesn't always go to the best team. Not saying the Astros are better, but I'm saying the Dodgers were, the Giants were. Yeah. Because over the course of 162, that's really where you find out who the best team is. Yeah. Or who the best team was. The best team this year was the San Francisco Giants. Yep. And... 
you know, but this has happened. And and the other thing is looking at how many teams are the fifth team in the playoffs. Now they're not because they won a division, but right. you know, last time the Giants won, they were the fifth team in the playoffs. In in past years, they wouldn't even have made the playoffs. They ended up winning the World Series. The Cubs did it. I mean, we know those years because those years were the years that they knocked us out. Right. And they went on to win the World Series as the fifth team. And they're not the only ones. I guess the only reason I say that, this is just a little closing, it's just a tiny little closing thought, right? Mm -hmm. To say, new CBA is coming. There will be new rules that will be put in place. When they added a fifth wild card game, and you're looking at one guy who still hates a one-game playoff, but there, I mean, it shows that it's not a dumb thing. For one, those games are electric, which is good for entertainment value and things like that and whatever. Yeah. I, I still don't think that it's necessarily fair, but, dude, life's not fair. Neither Baseball doesn't have to be either. But <laughs> it's fair enough. Right, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's fair enough that the Braves won 88 games and they're making it, and and the uh, teams that made it in the in the wild card game were wild better than game. them. Yeah. So take it that way that the Cardinals would have been out of the playoffs instead of the Braves, right? Mm -hmm. Sometimes things happen, and it and they happen for good reason, or at least they work out to create another piece of of uh narrative right yeah and in this case the cba is coming there's going to be you know a dh hopefully they get rid of fans doing the wave <laughs> but that's not going to happen but no. either way you know we can put up a net all the way down fair territory but we won't tell people just to pay attention i know it's harder to tell people what to do mm -hmm. i went way off right there Sure did. They're not going to do anything. CBA, some things are going to happen. Some things are going to be talked about. <laughs> Closing thoughts. Because, I mean, because who knows? We're going we're gonna to talk about CBA a lot. But it's it's coming yeah. December 1st. Guaranteed they don't have an agreement by then, even though they say they wish they do. They won't. No. All right. You got anything else? No. I, you know, I'm just, I, like I said before in the opening, I, I'm just looking forward to see what Sherrington's got up his sleeve. Yeah. It's going to be. What, what are you going to do? I think Yoshi's going to be the first thing we're going to hear about. And then I think extensions are going to be on the table. But then I think most free agency stuff is probably going to be sitting around waiting for the CBA and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. November will be hot because of the. Uh, like, there's still dates in November where 40 man roster decisions have to be made and things like that. So, all of that stuff. There's awards coming up next week. All of those things. Also, last thing, uh, this is the first episode we're recording on video. So as long as the sound is okay, <laughs> um, look, out for, uh, look out for us on YouTube. We're going to put this up on video so you can see our ugly mugs uh, and whatever. It, to be honest with you, this, is, this stuff's a lot of fun for me. So Easton, calm down. This stuff's a lot of fun for me. So, uh, you know, it's just me messing around doing stuff for fun. So anyway. That's all we have. You good? I'm good. Let's go Bucks. Let's go Bucks. <laughs>